Thanks for listening to the Cascade Vineyard Church Podcast. To learn more about our community or the vineyard movement as a whole, feel free to visit our website, cascadevineyard.org. There you'll also find additional teachings, information on our various ministries, and other resources for further developing your faith. We'd love to have you join us for worship. Enjoy this message. Thank you. Thanks, uh, everybody. Worship team, man, that was good. That was really good today. So good to see you guys. Welcome. Man, uh, happy Easter, as Kevin said. It, I, I just, that's exciting. It's exciting to be here and have all of you here. Uh, you know, Cindy mentioned the uh, food of the month. couple things on that. That is just a way that I, our pantry runs every Thursday. Not everyone can volunteer. You don't, not everybody has you know, free time in midweek, that's a way you can participate. So uh, typically the food of the month is items that we don't get a lot of through other sources. So with our, our uh, partnership with the Oregon Food Bank or uh, some of the local grocery stores, we don't get a lot of that stuff. So we try to be creative, but that's a way that you can participate. So happy Easter. Man, I, I just, it, it is so good to see you guys. I, I just am so happy. We have friends and family and old friends here today and new friends and I am just so so happy to see you guys it is so good to be together you know uh, we have a we, we, we have a little hashtag we use better together for different occasions and I, I really it, it means everything it says and more uh if anything, you, you know, you know, God works good in everything, right? In all things. And so this, this last year, I, I think one of the takeaways for me is how great it is just to be able to be together. And, and, and I have, I, I have come to this conclusion after, uh, all 50 years or so in the church, uh, this past year that I'll never take that for granted. I will never take for granted just the opportunity to be together. Um, man. So, uh, with that, you know, I was, I was thinking, um, uh, last Easter, we were not together. We were online only. And praise God for technology, you know, I mean, it, I am so blessed by uh, our crew, Stephen and Brogan and everybody that made that happen. Um, but I'm going to be honest and say it's not the same. And I think I was thinking about it this week. Last year is the first Easter that I can remember since I was, you know, four or five or whatever in my memory, my recollection, that I was not in church together with other people. Uh, and, and the reality is this, that this past year has been a hard year. Uh, in a lot of ways, it's been a hard year for, for many people. Um, obviously much harder for some than for others. Uh, I've seen on, you know, different reports and the news and stuff, uh, you know, different places in the country where there's lines for food pantries, for food banks, people lining up because there, there was so much need. And it's interesting, we've had a different experience here. Our clientele numbers have not gone up significantly. They've pretty much 
stayed the same. But you know what it has happened is our donations have gone up. Uh, we have more sources, more people, more organizations contributing than ever before. And to me, it's just an indication that, you know, people's hearts are really to care for other people. And so praise God for that. And I'm so, so thankful for all of our partners. Um, you know, there's, it's been hard in other ways. You know, we've also seen, uh, you, you know, uh, the numbers of people that uh, have succumbed to COVID. And, you know, it's, uh, you, uh, you hear numbers, it's been over half a million people have passed away in the United States, over three million worldwide in a year from this. And when you hear that, I don't know about you, for me, those are big numbers. And it kind of just, it goes over my head almost. It's like, what does that mean? You know, how do I even, how, how, do, how, how do I process those numbers? Um, but the reality is this, that every number represents a person. It was somebody's husband, somebody's wife, somebody's father, somebody's mother, somebody's brother, somebody's sister, somebody's spouse. It, 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 and, and, and I think of the pain and the grief and the sorrow associated with that. And there's a lot of grief in the world right now, a lot of grief. Um, and, and if you've ever lost someone close to you, you understand that. If you if you if you've not, it's hard to it's hard to understand that, and I don't wish that upon anyone. But I but I do understand that. I know that for most of my life, I had never lost anyone really close to me, and I didn't. And, and I had I had done memorial services and things like that. Uh, I, I counseled with people, but I never really understood grief. And then when my dad passed away, it became so real, and so my heart goes out. Uh, to those folks, because uh, you know the the grief is so real, and death is so final, or is it today 's easter it 's resurrection sunday it 's a celebration of life, and Easter challenges the notion that death is final. Our title today, if you want to go to the title slide, Naomi, is that the last word is love. Love has the last word. You know, Mercy, she didn't know that that was the title today, although I suppose the theme is what it is. But when you were singing that over and over, I was just like, gosh. Jesus, uh, just enlighten the eyes of our hearts today, really, to hear from you, hear from you, and and to really just... uh, receive from your word what you have for us today. Amen. You know, our, our text this morning is in Luke chapter 15, and I, I, I will state, uh, you know, off the top, it's not a traditional Easter text. It's not one of the resurrection, resurrection passages, but it, it is a text that spoke to me this week and that I felt like had something for us today. So, It's uh, Luke 15, just three verses, verses 8 through 10. It says this, and I think it should be up for you guys, yeah. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. 
Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, and she says, Rejoice with me, I found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Um, so this, this is in Luke 15, it's one of three parables that Jesus tells about something that was lost and then gets found. The first one, of course, is the lost sheep. And we all know that story. And, and probably anybody that has kids or, you know, there's a million different children's books about the lost sheep and the shepherd goes and he finds the little sheep and he brings him home. We know that story. And then there's the story of the coin, which isn't as well known. And then the third story, it, it, the prodigal son, the story of the lost son is probably one of the best known texts in all of scripture. Um, what we might lose sight of sometimes in reading these three stories is, is that they come in response to the Pharisees criticizing Jesus for the company that he kept. So if you go to go ahead and name the next slide, just look back at verses 1 and 2 of the chapter. It says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, Oh, this man welcomes sinners, and he eats with them. So they were critical of Jesus and the company he keeps. Uh, you know, the, he was hanging out with the wrong people. They were bad influence. And uh, in response to that... Jesus tells these three stories about something that was lost and then found. And it's, it's a little odd in one way, especially this particular story about the coin, because he, he's being criticized for hanging out with the wrong people, and so what he does is tells a story about something that got lost. And in this case, a woman that lost a coin. And it, it, it sort of, kind of, doesn't really make sense. So the, uh, the commentators tell me that the coin that she lost was a denarii, uh, and it's worth about a day's wages. So when you think about that, I mean, that's significant. Nobody wants to lose a day's wages, right? But it's not a huge amount of money. You know, so you lost 80 bucks or 100 bucks or 150 bucks, but you didn't lose 10,000 bucks. Uh, and yet this woman is distraught over the loss of of this coin uh you know she looks for it she can't find it It gets dark she turns the lights on she sweeps you know is it it in the dust is it under under a counter is it under a rug where is it she searches searches and searches and finally she finds her coin and then she throws a party which probably cost her more than the coin that she lost was worth to begin with so you have to stop and ask yourself here what's really going on what is happening um, I, I wondered, you know, maybe this was a special coin. Maybe it was a family heirloom that got passed down. I have coins that were given to me, you know, by my dad or my grandpa or somebody like that. And, and, and those are special coins. And if you lost a coin like that, then, then that, that would be hard. Uh, or I thought maybe uh, th- this woman is not very well off. She, she, she's, she has 10 coins and she lost one. So she's lost 10. Maybe if that's all she has, that's her life savings. That's everything she has to live on. And she just lost 10% of it. Well, then that's significant as well. It, it, maybe it was something like that. I don't know. But um, one explanation I read, and 
I found it to be interesting is that in ancient Israel, it was traditional when a person got engaged, they were given a necklace with 10 coins on it. And the, the 10 coins, it, it represented a few things. One is, it was like uh, an engagement ring is today in that it was a, uh, a pledge or a promise to that person to be married. Uh, it also was of value. It was 10 coins, and so it was like a, a dowry. It was a little bit of money to help you get started. And on top of that, the, the, the significance of 10 coins was that 10 is the number of completion. So it was like this is uh, in marriage, this is the completion of this person. It's like perfect love. So there's a lot of symbolism and a lot of value. And when I read that, it made sense to me. Because what struck me is that the sentimental value of this coin was much greater than the actual monetary value. And that's how Jesus feels about each and every one of you, each and every one of us. The sentimental value is much greater than the monetary value. The the world ascribes monetary value to people. And, and it's based on different things. Maybe it's your talent. You know, I looked it up the other day and actresses and actor, actors and actresses, so, you know, it's like this guy gets $40 million a movie, something like that. Athletes, they, you know, they sign a new contract and, you know, they get $90 million over six years. And these numbers are astronomical, but there's a value on that person. Sometimes we value people, the world values people based on their earning potential. You graduate from college and you've got a degree in this and you're really, really good at something. And so this company says, we're going to invest in this person because we think they'll make more money for us uh, in the long run. Or maybe it's your beauty. Some people, uh, you know, are... Instagram influencers and they get paid money just to look good. I've had to turn down so many offers. <laughs> I, I did have a, a my, my, I've shared before, some of you don't know, I had a brief modeling career early in my life. Uh, I, I, <laughs> if you, anybody watch Seinfeld? Anybody remember Seinfeld? I, 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 this is true. I, I don't know if I should even share this. I was once a hand model. <laughs> my, hand ador- my, my, my hand adores the cover of a book by Chuck Swindoll. You guys know who Chuck Swindoll is? Famous guy, famous dude. Back in the uh, 70s, uh, my friend was working for, as a photographer, working for an ad agency, and he called me up one day. He says, Schroeder, I was a gardener at the time. And he goes, do you have any scratches or cuts or anything on your hand? And I'm like, no, why? He goes, well, because I got this shoot today, and, 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 and I got to do a cover, this cover of the book, and I need like a manly hand. Goes, Can you do it? And I go, yeah. He goes, I'll give you 100 bucks. And I go, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> so... That, that was the, that's my modeling career. And, it, and I'll, if you look at, it's a little book up by Chuck Swindoll. Look it up online today. It's called Defiance. And here's the deal. Over the years, the cover of that book has been updated and changed, but my hand's still on there. You don't mess with perfection, okay? I'm just telling We've gone way off the rails. Uh, my point of all that is that Jesus 
feels incredibly, you're valuable to him, not for any earthly reason. There's no worldly value. There's no monetary value. There's not, there, there's not talent or beauty or anything else. He, he is, values you for who you are. Go ahead and go to the next slide for me, if you would. Uh, I came across this this week. I love Henry Nowen. Jesus came to announce to us that an identity based on success, popularity, and power is a false identity. And that is why Henry Nowen is Henry Nowen. You know, um, our value, our identity, isn't in anything except the fact that you're beloved by God. You're a son or a daughter of God, beloved by Him. And that's everything. That's your identity, that's your value, that's everything. And, and here's the deal, and this is the point of today's text. When anyone is lost, when anybody wanders away, when anybody doesn't come home, he goes to great lengths to look for you. He's going to find you, and he's never, ever going to give up. He's never going to give up. John 17, Jesus is praying to the Father, and he's asking that the love of God love that God has for him, and think about how much God the Father loves Jesus, that that love would be in us. I have made you known to them, and will continue to make you known, in order that the love you have for me may be in them, and I myself may be in them. The same love that God has for Jesus is in you. Acts chapter 2, Pentecost, uh, Holy Spirit moves on the people, and it's a little crazy. It's chaotic. Nobody knows what, what's happening here. What, 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 what just took place? What's, what's going on? And Peter stands up, and he sort of uh, makes a, a speech. And at the end of that, he says this, fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him. As you yourselves know, this man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to a cross. And then he says in verse 24, but God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. But God raised him up. Why? because it was impossible for death to hold him down. As is my, my habit, uh, I looked up that word impossible. It's interesting, in the, in the Greek, there's not one word impossible. It's two words, not possible. Uh, and the word possible is in Greek, dunatos, which is the same root word, uh, for power, dunamis, dunamis, dunatos. It's the same root word. And so literally what that means in Greek is that there was no power that could hold him in the grave. There is no power that's strong enough to hold him in the grave. So um, if you guys, worship team, if you guys want to come back up, I'm going to just wrap up with this. That's the point. That's the whole point of Easter. There's no power that could hold him down. God became a person. He lived. He sacrificed himself. He died on the cross. And he rose from the dead because of his love for you and me. And no matter where you are today, and I, you know, if you're at home, um, 
No matter what's going on in your life, no matter how far away you drift, no matter what circumstances are happening in your life, you're not too far away. He's looking for you. He's calling you home and he'll never, ever, ever give up. So why don't we stand together? Just keep that in mind as we close this morning with this last song. The love of God for you, that's why we're here today. That's what Easter is about. That's what the resurrection of Jesus is for because he loves you guys that much. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to sow into what God is doing through Cascade Vineyard, we always welcome your prayers for our church body, our communities, and our leadership. If you'd like to contribute financially, please visit cascadevineyard.org give. 